Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, hello. Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. We've got a good one today, but before I get into it, I'm going to say hello to my cast of characters. We've got Hello Dead Kitty. Yes. It's coming upon your uh, favorite holiday, Halloween. We've got Everything Zen Bigfoot, meditating on the 10th dimension tonight. And we've got Baby Alien right here. Now, are we missing anybody? Yes, we are. We're missing Alien Head. Here he is. He's he's uh, meditating into uh, a yellow orangish tropical color tonight now i'm gonna do a podcast tonight that might be a little controversial and, and that's fine i don't care uh i've wanted to do this for a while because i wanted to dig into one of the biggest conspiracy theorists of all time and really kind of understand where he came from and why he came from it and what it why he was pushed towards doing his radio show and um television shows and opening up his own channel, his own business, and going down the path that he did. Talking about Alex Jones. Now, he's a very controversial guy. Totally get it. Um, but I still want to cover him because uh, he's one of the very central figures when it comes to uh, government conspiracies, alien conspiracies, uh, who and what we are as a species, where we're going to go after this life. He even had a website called PrisonPlanet.org, which really revolved around the idea that we are on a prison planet and that the reptilians are in control of the mass media. So right then and there, you have one of the main popular opinions of ufologists. Now, do we follow, do a lot of people follow everything that, that he says You know, in regards to UFOs and aliens? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but let's get into why he started this and what really interests him. And then we can kind of get into the bio of, you know, what he, what his core audience was about and interested in. So Alex Jones was actually born Alexander Emmerich Jones, February 11th, 1974. It's only 49. I thought he was older actually. Um, now his show, the Alex Jones show is based in Texas, um, Info Wars, Prison Planet, all that stuff is down in uh, Austin, Texas, um, and it's broadcast on Genesis Communication Networks. He's broadcast to 100 different FM radio stations. Um, he's got his own business. His business has raked in millions and millions of dollars. I read on one website where he only they, they said he only was worth $5 million, but then as we get further down this article... Um, some on Wikipedia and some on some other articles, they talk about how he raked in like 176 million in one year. Um, so it's, it gets interesting, but you know, he does get raked in with like the far right and you know, that's where it gets a little bit contemptuous, you know, and, and people, people kind of disagree. 
And of course, you know, he's very notorious for the fact that he called Sandy Hook basically uh government conspiracy and, um, you know, to take away our guns and all that stuff. But what is really interesting is, well, let me, let me hold off on that. Let's get to, let's get to the, his early life and then we'll get into his conspiracy, uh, theories and maybe even facts. So he was born on February 11, 1974 in Dallas, Texas and, and raised in a suburb of Rockwall. His father was a dentist in Austin and his mother was a homemaker. He claims Irish, German, Welsh, English, and Comanche descent. The family moved to Austin in Joan's sophomore year of high school. Now, a lot of stuff happens in Austin. Very artistic um, city, booming with a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of different diverse cultures. It's a, it's a, a musical city. It's got great, great culture there. Uh, he attended Anderson High School where he played football and graduated in 1993. So 1993 is like prime year if you're interested in like conspiracy theories because a lot of stuff happened in the early 90s and mid 90s and the late 90s. After graduating, Jones briefly attended Austin Community College before dropping out. So my mind is that this guy's like a Harvard educated, you know, kind of guy. I mean, he's so he's when he speaks, you know, he has he has a high level and grasp of the English language, uh, but didn't even pass community college. I mean, well, he dropped out, I should say. Not that he didn't pass. As a teenager, he read None Dare Call It a Conspiracy, a book by John Birch Society, uh, a conspiracy theorist, Gary Allen, which alleged global bankers controlled American politics rather than elected officials. Interesting, right? Uh, it had a profound influence on Jones and has and Jones described Allen's work as the easiest to read primer and the new new world order. That's what's really interesting here is that you know he kind of you know everybody has their their motives and their um, their impetuses their you know like the core kind of starting point for their their passions and their dreams and apparently you know he had a conspiracy book and just primed him getting ready for uh, for what was to come now. Around this time, 1993, guess what also happened? The Waco siege at the Branch Davidian Complex near Waco, Texas. That had a humongous impact on Jones and people around the world who saw this place go into flames. Basically, the government going in and burning people alive for no real reason. You know, so... It ended, it ended in April 1993, and it was near Jones' senior year of high school with a substantial fire and a significant number of fatalities. Uh, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a nonprofit uh, organization that's based out of Montgomery, Alabama, known for its legal cases um, for hate groups, uh, these events only confirmed his belief in inexorable progress of unseen malevolent forces. So basically they, this, the SPLC thought that, you know, Jones took this to be like some, some different cause, but a lot of Americans believe that the government shouldn't have gone into Waco and shouldn't have burnt, burned people alive. I think a lot of people feel that way. And if you look at Ruby Ridge, kind of the same scenario, government ATF went in and, and had their way. I mean, it's basically the, kind of police brutality that we see at a governmental level. Um, the Oklahoma City bombings as well, uh, 
Jones did not believe that it was uh, committed by Timothy McVeigh. Um, in a response to uh, the federal involvement there, Jones began accusing the federal government of having caused it. He, he stated, I understood there's a kleptocracy working with psychopathic governments, clutches of evil that know the tricks of control. He didn't believe that the bombing had been uh, the responsibility of McVeigh and his associate Terry Nichols. Um, he actually made a film about this in 1998 called America Destroyed by Design. Now, see, it's when I started listening to Jones when I was a young gun, uh, he, he was already booming the airwaves in the 2000s. I mean, this guy was on every FM radio station, AM radio station. People were listening to this guy. I mean, he had he had a wide swath of America listening to him, and people were tuned in. I mean, there was like, you know, people might listen to their local AM radio. They might have a, they might listen to NPR, or they were listening to Alex Jones. And there was a massive amount of people listening to Alex Jones. And we'll get into how many people in just a second because his broadcast career went through the freaking roof. Now, whether you like him, whether you're not, whether you don't, we're just talking about how high of an ascent, how how wide of a grasp he really had with people and, and a connection that he had with people. Um, so, in 1998, uh, Jones organized a successful campaign to build a new Branch Davidian church as a memorial to those who died in the 1993 fire. I'd never heard that before. I thought that was kind of interesting. He often discussed the project on his public access television program and claimed that <clears throat> David Koresh and his followers were peaceful people who were murdered by Attorney General Janarino and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms during the siege. So <clears throat> how did Jones start his career, his radio career? And then moved into Infowars, Prison Planet, and all that. Well, he began his career working on a live call-in format, call-in format, <laughs> informant, call-in format. So people call in public access cable television. It reminds me of like Wayne's World, right? How they did the you know public access television. In 1996, Jones switched to radio, hosting a show called the. Or, uh, named the final edition on KJFK 98.9 FM, and that's in Austin, Texas, too. Influenced by radio host William Cooper, Jones uh, was moved to, uh, to call and, and have William Cooper come on the television show. Now, see, if you guys know who William Cooper is, he wrote the book, baby. 1991's Behold a Pale Horse? All about government conspiracies. Uh, Cooper described everything about HIV being a man-made disease to all kinds of government conspiracies. If you read that Behold a Pale Horse book, dude, your mind will be 100% blown. I mean, the conspiracy theories that he has in there are just in, uh, unbelievable. And, well, they may be actually believable. Um, they're just they're just so, so wild. But they're conceivable at the same time um so jones had a lot of people on the show william cooper was one of them jones began to broadcast about the new his new world order conspiracy at this time too so it's 96 and starting and in, moving into the turn of the century yeah turn of the century and then the turn of the millennium and then uh moving forward he also had ron paul as a guest on uh as he was running for congress um 
1999, he tied Burke for the year's Best Austin Talk Radio Host, uh, voted on by the Austin Chronicle uh, readers. Uh, later that year, interestingly enough, he was fired by that radio station, KJFKFM, where he when he refused to broaden his horizon. He didn't want to talk about anything else other than conspiracy theories. So they said, basically, we can't sell advertising. we got to let you go. So that's what they did. And Jones said it was purely political. It came down from on high. I was told 11 weeks ago to lay off Bill Clinton and to lay off these politicians, not to talk about the rebuilding of the church, and to stop bashing uh, the Marines. I'm not sure if it was because of a war or what the, what was going on there. But it was around this time in 1999, a few years later, actually, because, yeah, that was 99. No, it was the same, same year. Jones is the publisher and director of InfoWars um, and is responsible for promoting what some believe are conspiracy theories or maybe even conspiracy facts. InfoWars was originally founded by Alex Kelly, I'm sorry, Alex Jones and Kelly Jones, which was his wife, in about 1999, and initially was made for kind of like to sell their conspiracy-oriented videos is what they say, um, but to be honest, what happens in, you know, about 15, 16 years later, in November 16th, InfoWars website received approximately 10 million visits, making its reach more extensive than the mainstream news websites such as The Economist and Newsweek. Now, Newsweek is huge. The Economist is huge. He's receiving more website visits than these huge mainstream media? Interesting, right? Uh, and then, of course, another one of Jones' uh, websites is Prison Planet, which we talked about. Um, so after he was fired, um, he worked in conjunction with some radio hosts. Um, he states that some radio hosts claimed that Jones had used legal proceedings to try to intimidate them or to try to get their broadcasts removed. But in 2001, Jones' radio show was syndicated on approximately 100 stations. Now, I remember back in 08, 06, listening to his, his broadcast, and I mean, he was humongous then. I mean, but in 2001, he had already been syndicated on 100 stations across the U.S. Now, here's what's really interesting. So this is 2001. What happened in 2001? 9-11. On the day of the 9-11 attacks, Jones said on his radio show that there was a 98% chance that this was a government-orchestrated bombing, controlled bombing. He began promoting this theory and that the Bush administration was behind the attack. The day of, man, the day of. Can you freaking imagine him saying this and people were like, oh my God, all humanity, people are dying. And he's like, it's the government. And everybody's like, no, we got to go to war. I mean, it's just a total, total mind, total, total twist on, you know, what people's feelings and thoughts were and emotions were at such a tragic time. And he's like, nope, 100%, you know, or 98%. It's the government. Really fascinating stuff. And it's all fueled by the fact that he was reading a lot of these conspiracy books, met with William Cooper, had him on his television show, talked with all these different conspiracy theories, uh, theorists. And, you know, a lot of people say that he might be an entertainment artist, that, you know, he's just, you know, pushing this to, to, to gain followers and to gain money and income from that. And if you hear and listen to him go on like the Joe Rogan podcast, 
this guy has so much in his melon that his head swelled up. I mean, he's got so much information in there. And he talks to Joe Rogan about how aliens and, and government and all this stuff just come together and how how the aliens can come in and are transdimensional or on these different wavelengths and, and all this crazy stuff. It's It's incredible the amount of stuff this dude has in his head. But... A lot of people d didn't agree. Um, a lot of people said that, you know, he was leading a 9-11 truth or cause and, and that he was the leading figure and he was, he was, you know, promoting some negative, you know, ideologies against the government. Um, in 2011, Jones's show had a larger online audience than Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh combined. In 2020, the Alex Jones Show was syndicated nationally by the Genesis Communications Network, uh, which is referred to as GCN, and they broadcast it to more than 100 AM and FM radio stations in the United States. Fascinating stuff. So, he said, in, in all honesty, you know, Jones has a big connection with the youth and uh, because of his highly conspiratorial tone and web-oriented approach he was actually more successful than um, Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh combined um, so that's really interesting too the Washington Post stated that um, he has a daily audience of 5 million listeners back in 2016 and his video streams topped 80 million viewers in a single month. Uh, as we move forward here, his website became huge too. So according to the testimony that he delivered uh, in 2014, InfoWars had about a $20 million revenue. Um, that's pretty big. In 2017, there was a piece written in a German mag magazine, Der Spiegel, that indicated that two-thirds of Jones' funds derived from the sale of his own products so he would sell products on his television show or his you know his radio show as well infowars website uh he would sell dietary supplements toothpaste bulletproof vests and brain pills um who hold an appeal for anyone who believes armageddon is near uh from september 2015 to the end of 2018 the infowars store made 165 million dollars in sales According to court fi filings related to the Sandy Hook lawsuits filed against him, 165 million in three years, man. Whew. That's some that's some NBA money right there, boy. That's that's better than NBA money. And <laughs> and there's websites out there saying he's only worth five million dollars, and he had to claim um, <laughs> basically um, bankruptcy with Infowars just like you know so he probably didn't get sued that all of his money taken away from him by the Sandy Hook uh legal proceedings right interestingly enough they did um he did promote you know the whole COVID-19 pandemic as being a hoax as well um March 12 2020 Jones was issued a cease and desist order from the Attorney General of New York after he claimed that the products he sold, including colloidal silver toothpaste, were an effective treatment for COVID-19. Uh, and he was also served with a letter from the FDA warning that the federal government might seize the products he was marketing for COVID-19 or fine him if he continued to sell them. 
So he basically said that they were not intended for treating the novel coronavirus. But he also said on a linked page that they plan on, if they fluoridated you and vaccinated you and stunned you and mesmerized you with TV and put you in a trance, on killing you. <laughs> so, so March 12, 2020, this is really interesting. He was issued a letter from the Attorney General of New York. Now, he's down in Texas. In the absence of any evidence that that the products that he sold were an effective treatment for COVID-19, nobody knew what was a, an effective COVID treatment in March 12th, 2020. Everybody was fucking dying, man. So you're going to tell me that anybody knew what was good for COVID? No, the doctors didn't know. The doctors were saying vitamin C, vitamin D, let's get intravenous 20,000 you know, units of vitamin D and or vitamin C and 10,000 IUs of D and that's, that's proven effective. Well, everybody was throwing shit at the kitchen sink, man. Trump was telling you to put bleach in your shit. Uh, you know, you had people talking about light treatments. You had people talking about, uh, uh ivermectin. You had people talking about, um, hydroxychloroquine and you had people, you know, getting horse paste and all kinds of stuff, man. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm really surprised they threw anything at him on March 12th when that's like when the lockdown started in Illinois and in New York and, and California and the bigger states. Um, and then, you know, other states followed. But we didn't have lockdown until March 15th in many of the larger states. Uh, you know, I was doing a lot of research at that time. March 15th. People had COVID here before that. So, you know, for him to get a letter on March 12th, the government was really pushing hard to keep people quiet at the beginning of COVID. And that's our government. Not, I mean, think about the Chinese government where this, you know, virus supposedly came from. They told people that they were going to kill them. They were going to kill all their writers and they were going to kill anybody that talked about it. And, and there was, there's all these horror stories out of China, right? Cause China basically doesn't allow for the pre freedom of press at all. China has total control over their papers. If you buy, let's say you buy a New York times paper, a New York post paper and a New York, you know, examiner paper, the Chinese government would have the same picture on every paper, same information on every paper. And that's about it. It's not different writers like it is in America. It's not different articles about different things. It's the same fucking paper, just a different title. That's it. So imagine how the horror stories would have been over there. So this really fascinates me, just this little this little portion about, about his story um, there. Now, let's keep going here. We're talking about, this is really interesting now. Because we have freedom of press in, in America, we have freedom of speech, we have freedom to do what we need to here, what we would like to, what we'd talk, like to talk about. I'll tell you what, in the most recent years, uh, you know, I tried to see, because I was interested in looking up some of the, um, some of the videos that he, that he might have done uh, with uh, Jesse Ventura. You know, where they talk, where Jesse Ventura had his own conspiracy show. And I wanted to see if there was any other clips with Alex Jones in there. Um, just to see, because there's the bit really popular ones and there's like the not so popular ones. You can't find, if you type in Alex Jones on TikTok, you're not going to find anything. 
Some people might be happy about that. Some people might say, well, what the hell? We have freedom of speech. Why, are they, why is TikTok blocking it? TikTok's based in China. Why are they blocking it? We also have TikTok here in America, though. A lot of people don't know that. Type in TikTok Mountain View, California. They have offices right there, right near Palo Alto, right where uh, Facebook and Google and Apple are. So there's a presence there that's blocking blocking Alex Jones, period. The also He also got blocked by YouTube. He got a strike against his, uh, his channel InfoWars for child endangerment and hate speech. Uh, and then Facebook suspended Alex Jones' profile for 30 days. Stitcher removed all of his podcasts in 2018, citing harassment. Later that year, Facebook, Apple, YouTube, Spotify removed all content by Jones uh, and InfoWars for policy violations. YouTube removed channels associated with InfoWars, including Alex Jones' channel. So this is 2018. This is before COVID, man. So basically what happened is, is that he got blocked from all these different locations. He, his accounts were removed, were removed from Pinterest, MailChimp, LinkedIn. Those are businesses. And then Instagram, Google+, Twitter. So all these big companies basically dropped him like, like a hot potato and let him go. And, and so his platforms now are limited to his website and his radio shows, which are significant. Let's not get that confused either. But how do a lot of people find you? New audience members find you. They find you on social media. So they blocked the shit out of him. Um, so <laughs> after Musk, uh, after Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter, several several previously banned accounts were reinstated, including Trump, Andrew Tate, um, and and yay is that that's not Kanye West is it? Oh yeah, it's Kanye West. So and then it resulted in questioning if Alex Jones would be unbanned as well. However, Musk denied that Alex would be unbanned, criticizing Jones as a person who would use the deaths of children for gain, political politics or fame. Uh, even even InfoWars uh, oh, InfoWars did remain available on Roku devices, which is interesting. And then in 2019, a year after the channel's removal of multiple streaming devices, um, they Roku stated that they do not curate or censor any based based on any viewpoint. So that's interesting. He remained on Roku for a while, and. Then there was a huge social media backlash, and they removed the InfoWars information uh, and basically all of their videos from the Roku devices. <laughs> See, it, it's it's the uh, it's the age of can getting canceled, um, and I'm not saying I'm for Alex or against Alex, but I think that you know it's interesting. You 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 can get canceled here. Um, and he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. So so Joe Rogan can have anybody on his podcast and not get canceled. But, you know, if you have another person out there, he can get, individuals can get canceled. But if you're an interviewer and you bring people on your podcast, you won't get canceled. It's kind of interesting because people love Joe Rogan. I, I like Joe Rogan. I listen to a lot of his podcasts. I think they're great. Um, Joe Rogan uh, attracted some controversy when he did host Jones. 
um, on the Joe Rogan experience in October 2020. Now, he's had Jones multiple times because I've seen different ones with Jones where he's worn different shirts. So I know he's been on there multiple times, not just the one in October 2020. Um, but he's, he received backlash from critics as well. Um, a YouTube spokesperson responded that YouTube reviewed the episode and determined that it did not violate violate the site's guidelines, noting that YouTube bans channels rather than individuals. Hmm. Okay. So individuals can go on other people's sites, like I said. Um, so that, that kind of wraps up like his, his kind of overall engagement with the media. Now, I mean, he's done all kinds of crazy stunts. I mean, he went out onto, you know, the streets of Austin trying to get people to interview with him, um, you know, and try to get people to engage with him in interviews and people are like running from him. <laughs> it's, it's pretty freaking wild, um, some of the stuff I've seen with him. And people, you know, even say that, you know, he's too close to Trump and that he's got too too much connection there. Um so, I mean, things have definitely got more wild for Alex as the years have gone on. Um, my my goal for, you know, doing a bio and, you know, a review of Alex Jones on, on this particular podcast is just to kind of see where he came from, why he rose to such fame so fast, and to kind of see where things are now. I think people... You know, after Sandy Hook and after, you know, like, you know, engaging with, you know, Trump and, and, and things like that, I think people, you know, a lot of people see him as a far right, um, you know, advocate and things like that. You know, when I was younger and more naive, I, I thought he was more left in the early 2000s. Um, you know, he was against the globalists and against, and globalists I saw as the Republicans when I was younger. And now I know that that's, that's not, that's not the case anymore. Um, but yeah, he had, uh, instead of Infowars, he now has news wars logo. So he had to like shut down Infowars and create news wars, um, because he got sued. But I think that, you know, with any conspiracy theorist, that's a huge mainstream, you know, widely, massively popular person. I think it's interesting to look at where they came from, why they got into this, and what motivated them. And it seems like, you know, in the beginning, you know, he was really interested in the conspiracy aspect of the government. The, the why did the Waco happen? Um, what happened with William Cooper's book, Behold a Pale Horse? with all of that really, really interesting, um, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. I can do a podcast on that. Maybe I will. Um, you know, and initially it just seems like he got, he got into it for, uh, genuinely interested in conspiracy theory motivation and to, to fight against the globalists and whatever. And maybe in the back of his mind, he's like, yeah, I want to become super massively famous and I'm going to create my own company. And, and, you know, people don't want to listen to my stuff. And, and that's okay, but I think then later on, I think, you know, he might have gotten too far right and, and lost a lot of viewers because of it. And, and um, you know, the Sandy Hook thing, you know, I don't, that's probably shouldn't have pulled that one. That, that's, that's a tough one. I don't know it, we, whether that's true, whether it's not. I think you got to stay away from, like, the whole 
the whole scenario is too emotional. Um, but, you know, definitely an interesting character. Definitely brought a lot of light to government conspiracies. Uh, seems to have worked, you know, towards the good of un unveiling, unmasking government conspiracies. But definitely made some wrong decisions as well. So take it for what you will. I'm not, I'm not for or against. I like to do podcasts that further educate me, further edu can educate you and, you know, give you a little bit more information that you might not have known about uh, a very, very infamous conspiracy theorist. So I will leave it at that. We're at 32 minutes already, so I don't want to keep it too long. I mean, we could get into more and more depth about it, but I think that kind of, um, gives you an idea about where he came from and, and, and how he rose to his huge heights and, and is still pretty, pretty big, even though he had to claim bankruptcy, um, continues with the news wars, uh, moniker and, you know, man, this, whew, if you, if you want a lot of info on this dude, holy smokes, uh, Wikipedia's got it. I mean, he was in the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Um, yeah, he had to ap <laughs> apologize for that. He uh, he had something go on with a Chobani yogurt company where they filed suit against Jones for his claims that their factory in Idaho was employing refugees connected to, oh man, just all kinds of crazy stuff. But, you know, even though it sounds crazy, it doesn't mean it's not necessarily true either. You know, lots of, lots of, lots of conspiracy theories do sound crazy and they end up becoming true. And, you know, it's weird when, it's weird when he gets it right, because you're like, holy shit, how did he get it right? Well, this guy does have connections. Um, so he can definitely get things right. However, he can definitely get things wrong too. And, and so that's, that's where this whole, you know, lawsuit, you know, kind of came down upon him and, you know, he's still battling out in 2022 and 2023. Um, he's still battling out. They they have updated information all the way going up to even October 19, 2023. Uh, a Texas judge ruled that Jones cannot rely on bankruptcy protection to avoid paying the $1.5 billion he owes. Oof. Don't do stories while people are suffering, I guess. Huh? I don't know. It's tough stuff out there for a uh for i don't know what do you call what do you call people um uh, that do reporting news reporters fake news reporters conspiracy theorists reporters and general journalists that's the word i'm looking for so um anywho i'll leave it at that i hope you guys had fun exploring this very controversial uh wormhole rabbit hole whatever you want to call it um but yeah well uh let's check out william cooper next because honestly i want to get into him he wrote one of the first huge conspiracy books out there and i want to explore that some more so we're going to get into him next so guys tune in for the next one i hope you're enjoying yourselves take care of yourself spiritually physically emotionally keep that white light around you please pass on love light uh and peace to your brother it's so important to your family, um, to the world, you know, that that's, that's the key. So, uh, keep light, 
laughter and love in your heart. Um, even though we might be facing, you know, challenging times, try to always do the right thing. Try not to, try not to, try not to push people when they're grieving. That's, that's probably a, a takeaway there. Um, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves again. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Uh, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out. Go like, follow, share, subscribe. Share the most. Lockdown Universe out.